Warning, the following podcast is a shit show, and the individuals you are about to meet are idiots. Their opinions, anecdotes, and advice contain zero nutritional value. This is the critical human condition and all of its strangeness. This is life, according to an idiot. Hello. Welcome to According to an Idiot, episode six, number of the beast. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. (laughs) If this is your first one, I am so sorry. Yeah, this is going to be a shit show. So, This is our first one we're recording on like a proper mic. So that's what are you exciting. saying about my snowball? Actually, all of the mics we've used have been pretty good. This one looks cooler. Yeah, and it sounds great. Mm-hmm. And so what I've been doing with this microphone, I've been, I've been wanting to get a soundboard. I couldn't afford the $2 soundboard app, mm-hmm. so I sort of like came up with my own soundboard. First, I want to hit you with this one. Okay. Now, ladies and gentlemen, for your entertainment, according to an idiot, starring Jeremy, the Jada of the Kaylee. Like that? Was that good? <laughs> I feel like that was... So let me, let me take you through some of the other sound bites that I think maybe we could use. Maybe would come in handy. Mm-hmm. So this is like when you tell a good story, I could reply with, Good story, Kaylee. Oh, um, I like that. Yeah. yeah and, I need more of that. Yeah. And maybe like if you say something funny. <laughs> Ooh. Or if wow. just a little more character to it. <laughs> <laughs> and then like maybe. Do you actually, do, you don't have a snort naturally, do you? Yeah, I, I do too. Your dad does. On and off. My dad really does. <laughs> My father has a lot of nasal quirks. Mm-hmm. And so this last this last sound bite is if you say something maybe, um, I don't know, that I don't necessarily agree with, but I still respect. Well, that's just your opinion. Mm-hmm. So I think, I don't know when that will come into play, but You know I just what thought... we should do? We should make an app with all of this stuff. Yeah. Sell it for money. Or what we can do is have it for free so we get more of those sweet, sweet downloads. But we'll just have so many ads that we're just raking in the dough. So you want to put a lot of ads on there? Yeah, I want like I want you to barely be able to use the app. <laughs> oh. There we go. Ah. It's already coming in handy. Ugh. So uh, it's Shark Week. Are you stoked? Are you as stoked as I am for Shark Week? I am stoked for Shark Week because that means that you can go swimming in the ocean mm-hmm. and there aren't any sharks because they're all on television. <laughs> I need to yeah, unplug you... this from your phone. Um, the yeah. phone is away. I Fear think... not, <laughs> our devoted listeners. I've gotten rid of the soundboard. The fans, they're going to want it back, but that's okay. We'll save that We'll make later. the app. Um, did you know, here's a shark fact for you, mm-hmm. that like... A great white shark can live up to 70 years. Oh, wow. That's a long time. Do you know what the difference between a dolphin and a shark is? No. Dolphins like to rape people. I knew about that. Did, <laughs> Did you? Do <laughs> sharks not also? I feel like sharks... Well, feel like dolphins sharks, have phallic penises. They do. Mm-hmm. And sharks don't? Uh, not that I know of. Ooh. How do they do it? Oh, sharks? I don't know. They just rub their fins together. Yeah, they rub their fins yeah. together. I know dolphins like fall in love with humans. Like if mm-hmm. they like at um, places like SeaWorld, like dolphins will fall in love with their trainers. Oh, really? It's actually really sad because this one there's this one case in some sort of marine park where this dolphin had 
spent most of its life with this one trainer, falling in love with her, and then she left to work somewhere else, and the dolphin, like, died of a broken heart. Aww. Yeah, he would, like, cry at night. Yeah, can you, like, as a trainer, you would never be able to leave. No, yeah, you'd feel guilty. Right. And there's some trainers that have fallen in love with their dolphins, too, like weird people. Like, like weird romantic love, or... Yeah. Well, like, Ooh. sex love, too. Ooh. Yeah, there was some dude who broke into, like, a SeaWorld tank and had sex with a dolphin. What? Yeah. Like, so. how, how though? How does a man have sex with a dolphin? The same way as dolphin has sex with a man. Except he uses their blowhole. He... Do dolphins have buttholes? I feel like everything has to have a butthole, right? I don't know. Maybe it just all comes out of the blowhole. All out of the blowhole. But how do dolphins breathe if they don't have the blowhole? Do they just hold their breath? Yeah, they had, yeah, they use their mouths. Well, they can't, right? When they come up, they go, <gasps> and then they make a dolphin <laughs> sound. Because they've been without breath for so long. See, that's the thing. It's like you could tape a dolphin's mouth shut, and you would just hear, <sighs> from their blowhole. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so, like, if you ever put, like, a seashell to your ear, yeah. that's what a dolphin's blowhole sounds yeah. like. Ooh. <laughs> dolphins are pretty cool. I know dolphins, dolphins are, like, really intelligent. No, dolphins are scary. Why? Yeah. They're rapists. Well, I mean, other than that, And okay. they like to murder each other. They're very horny, apparently. They're very horny. Their penises are massive. Have you ever they? seen a dolphin penis? I'm about to right now. Hold yeah, on. I need you to look up a dolphin penis. Like, phallic penis. Okay. Phallic dolphin penis. I think that's how you say it. Phallic. Yeah, phallic. Phallic Well, phallic dolphin. is the shape, I believe. So I'm not seeing many dolphin penis images. Uh, I think that's Photoshop right there. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. That's going on there. Um... They have a lot oh, of photos. Oh, is that dolphin vagina? I don't know. Oh, what? is it? Or is that? It's a penis. That's their penis right there. Oh, no. It's way bigger than that. Well, this is a bottlenose dolphin's penis. Mm. But also, it's probably not all the way out. Look up. You know? What is it called? Look up, like... Balls? No, no, no. no. It's like, <laughs> what's the word? It's like... I want to say it's phallic, but I have no idea if that's right. It, no, it's phallic. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, see? That's not just a penis, I think. Ooh. Okay, okay look up... Dolph- yeah, phallic. Uh, Relating to or resembling a phallus or erect penis. Um, Penile? Is it Peppa Pig? Google's, not... Google's giving me some suggestions. It could be PetSmart, Periodic mm. Table, Pete Davidson. I you just, I'm, I'm reading how dolphins have sex. Ooh, do tell. Ooh, I'm reading, okay. Scientists couldn't figure out how they do it, so they inflated a deceased dolphin's penis and inserted it inside another deceased dolphin's vagina. Oh my god. To really figure out how dolphins do the sex. Good story, Kaylee. Oh. <laughs> you can't no. stop the soundboard. Ah, I was too interested in the dolphin mm-hmm. sex. Apparently marine mammals are known for having pretty twisty vaginas. Huh. So they can have sex underwater without getting seawater in their uterus. Oh, that's really interesting. Because, you know, ducks have corkscrew penises. Do they really? Yeah. And so if dolphins have corkscrew vaginas, we could possibly in the future see some sort of duck-dolphin yeah. Hybrid. Duck dolphin. Duck fin. A duck tails. Woo-hoo. Duck t- Did you see um, Brandon Urie sing duck tails? No. That's pretty great. Very... He's got a great voice. I saw he him in concert. He has an amazing voice. Yeah. And he doesn't I... even try. He just like just I know. He's just out. great. And he like sang the best version of duck tails I've ever heard in my life. Okay, let's try what type of penis do dolphins have? While Kaylee's figuring that out, I just want to remind you guys that today is Amelia Earhart's birthday. Ooh. And um, oh, yeah, while we are talking about the sea, who is the sea's right-hand man? The sky, of course. 
So basically all I've learned is that dolphin penises are inflatable and retractable. Absolutely repulsive. So that is very interesting. And female dolphins have... Corkscrew vaginas. Corkscrew vaginas, which would be very... <gasps> Mitch Grassy! Yeah, it's, it's his birthday, too. It's pop singer Mitch Grassy's 26th birthday yeah, today. Yeah, he's from Pentatonix and Superfruit. Okay, I'm aware of that. Also, Bindi Irwin's birthday is today. Who's the Who's the top four? Top four? Oh, Boogie! Boogie's birthday yeah, yeah, is today, yeah. too. Boogie 2988. Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. She's turning 49. She's still... A hot tamale, if I do say so myself. Um, who else? Let's see. Oh, uh, in a Pequin. Yeah, she's been in stuff. She's uh, in True Blood. I was like obsessed with that show for a little Is while. Is that a good show? Is it a good show? So you asked me? Yeah. Um, I heard it's like it spiraled out of control near the end. It got bad towards the end. I don't know. It depends on what you like. If you like brooding vampires Is it, having it, sex with people, then yeah, you probably like it. Is it homoerotic? No, not really. Okay. True Blood was all right if you're like a horny teenager. Mm-hmm. Which I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know if you need to see pale dudes doing it. The main guy, Bill Compton, mm-hmm. still drives me nuts because like and the main girl's name is Sookie, which yeah. who the hell names the character Sookie? I saw that, I saw that on IMDb, yeah. Sookie. Uh, and like I didn't really like Anna Paquin as Sookie anyway because I just found her annoying. Right. And I didn't like Bill Compton either. They're, like, married in real life. But he's the main guy, right? He's yeah. He's the main character. He's just, like, I don't know, like, old, and they are weird together. And he always goes, suck it. Ew. And it's like, ew. Gross. Show me uh, Eric. I like Eric. Eric. Who's, which, who's Eric? Alexander um, oh, Skarsgård. Yeah. yeah. That dude is a hunk. He is. He is a bona fide he hunk. He is a hunk. I watched his, like, newer movie. It was about, like, a teenage girl that, like, falls in love with him. And he's, like, yeah. dating it's called her diary, mom. Diary of a yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diary of something. Uh, she's probably, I don't know, like, 15 or something like that. 16. And it was gross. That is statutory. This dude who's obviously way too old for her. That's a gross trope where it's like people like to write, men like to write about older men falling yeah. in love with young, young women. It's gross. It's that Lolita thing. Yeah. You know? Well, it's like a whole like kink porn websites. Like one of their main things is abused. like barely legal. Barely, like, like, so <laughs> what, what is the, they're, what they're saying is it's hot when they're kids. Yes. <laughs> it's like uh-huh. when they're not supposed to be doing stuff, that's when we want to do it. Uh, when they won't even enjoy it probably that's when i want it that's when i want it also in good news it's the comedian gallagher's birthday are you familiar with gallagher's comedy no his whole gimmick back in the 70s at least in the 80s and and 90s and probably currently Mm -hmm. was that in between jokes he would smash watermelons with sledgehammers oh yeah don't ask me why this reminded me of that and America's Got Talent one year, mm-hmm. they had a woman whose talent was smashing watermelons in, like, beer cans with her titties. Ooh, how'd she do that? Well, she just had a lot of plastic surgery on her titties, and they mm-hmm. were very large, very droopy, and she would, like, pick it up, basically, and just, like, slam it. She would break this stuff with just her, the sheer force of her titty. I know a long time ago I heard that, like, actually fondling a breast is productive towards keeping like preventing breast cancer yeah but because you're manipulating but like tissue bras and stuff that mm-hmm. restrict them yeah causes breast cancer you gotta you gotta squish them a little bit and then they're happy but if they're constantly Just, crushed right then they're like nah there's got to be a better way with bras in general 
you can't just go places with no bra like even me with no titties like yeah. they flop around mm-hmm. like stairs awful well have you on that similar note have you ever heard a dude run down the stairs wearing boxers no our nuts just smack <laughs> against yeah. our legs and our ass yeah yeah no. no you'll hear that just the dick and balls going like ew you know, it doesn't necessarily hurt, but it can. I imagine it feel gross, though. It's like... Yeah, well, you get used to it. Ball Having <laughs> balls is disgusting. And, like, once you hit puberty, like, they become balls. Mm-hmm. And you're like, God, they're, they itch and they sweat. Ew. And they get... They hurt if you, like, sit on them or something. <laughs> if you're wearing loose pants and you sit down real quick and it's a hot day... You will sit on your balls. I've sat on my balls. And I feel like you feel like such an idiot afterwards. You're like, oh my God, I just sat on my balls. What a doofus. God, the male genitalia is disgusting. It is disgusting. Yeah. I just can't get over it though. No, neither can I. And I've had it for my whole life. Because it's like, it'd be one thing if they were hairless. I know. It's like all of the worst things I can imagine. And it's phallic, (laughs) as we discussed before, the word phallic. Phallic, It looks like if you left a hot dog in like a humidifier... Did you ever, okay, were you like a cartoon kid? Sure. Okay, I was like super into like watching all the cartoons as a kid, but they're coming out with an Invader Zim movie. I heard about that, yeah. Yeah. I, did, I think, didn't they release the trailer Comic-Con or something? See, well, no, I was just... never I was never into Invader Zim per se. I always wanted to because it was like very, um, like I remember in the mall at Hot Topic, they always yeah. had cool like buttons and coats mm-hmm. and I wanted to be able to buy those. So I wanted to watch it. I was kind of like uh, obligated to watch mm-hmm. it because I was like an emo middle schooler. Yeah. So all my friends watched it. So I had to be like chaotic and not negative, but it's very, it's very like destroy all humans, yeah. but in a cartoon. In like a funny way. I kind of like, I don't know. It's like Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy for me. It's in like yeah. that similar Yeah, I think um, realm. Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy was a little bit more for all audiences of kids. You know what I mean? I think it was a little bit goofier and stupider. Yeah. Stupider isn't a word, but it was stupider. It was stupider. I loved Billy, uh, you know, Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Me too. I still like to watch it. Most cartoon episodes of shows that I watched, I had seen that episode, you know, rerun on television every night, oh, every yeah. day, whatever. 500 so I, times. I could just, but I never got sick of it. That's what was so different about yeah. growing up is you start to get sick of things. Mm-hmm. As a kid, you just, you just recycle and it's like, oh, you love when you're familiar with something. Right. Well, as a kid, you're also just have a horrible memory. So I guess Is that like, true? I don't know. Maybe. Because like it's kind of new every time. Because you're a little bit more out of focus. Right. Because like why do little, little kids want to watch the same movie like five times in a single day? See, I think it's because they get like an attachment to it. Right. And I can sing the songs and it's something I know. Whereas like us, it's like, oh, this is dark and depressing and I love it. I love it. It's feeding my inner depression and I want to taste it. Do you ever like watch them though and you're like, this is kind of like maybe not supposed to be for kids? Yeah. You pick up on little innuendos and you're like, whoa. Or just themes in general that are dark. Right. Like Courage the Cowardly Dog. I love that Courage, show. Yeah. Oh, what is the one guy about the hair? Naughty. <laughs> naughty. She was very naughty. naughty. Yeah, that was disturbing as a kid. I was mm-hmm. like, what? What? I hate it and love it so um, much. I need to watch it like, ten all, more times. All Courage could do is go like, and you're like, I Muriel. relate to that. I'm a kid. I can't say anything. <laughs> I know. Muriel's like, oh, Courage, calm down. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. just like. And 
just like, no, 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 you can do this. You have, it's okay. you have a good courage impression. I love it now, but as a kid, I hated how clueless Muriel was. Yeah, me too. Because Eustace was, Eustace, the husband, was a little bit more. He was just more, a dick. He was just mean. He was a mean old man. But like, he was a little bit more aware than Muriel was. Nothing phased her at all. She would like let in these creepy characters right. into her home and she would Well, I mean, you did see like a soft side of Eustace in like some episodes though. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the one where he like grew mushrooms on his head and stuff? And he was like abused as a child or something. He's got a backstory. I think the thing is, is what you saw on that show is that Eustace loved Muriel. Yeah. And so did Courage. And that was the one thing that bonded them together was that they both wanted to take care of Muriel. And the the tablet... Um, the return slab. the slab. Return the slab. I remember when that first showed, I was frozen in fear on my couch. <laughs> Me too. And my, my brother jumped to the floor and started crying. Oh my god. Do you remember that like Asian dude with the flip flops that would always come around and yell at them? Yeah. I never understood what his character was about, but there's just like an Asian dude in flip flops and sunglasses who would mm-hmm. come out and like yell mm-hmm. at courage or whatever. Right. In, like a vaguely racist stereotype way. Do you remember the one, the puddle one? Where there was, like, this evil woman that lived in the puddle and she was, like, trying to seduce Eustace through, like, the shower and stuff. And she, like, dragged him into the puddle. And then she was, like, this evil monster that was trying to eat him. So Courage had to, like, jump in the puddle Mm -hmm. and save him. And she, like, barely got out. Yeah. What other show? What was your... Did you have a favorite show? Like, cartoon? As a kid? Yeah. Yeah, I was super into Avatar, really into Naruto mm. as a kid. Naruto. Like, oh, God, I hate it when people call it Naruto. 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 Sasuke. Ooh. Oh, God. Yeah, I was super into Naruto. But it got to be annoying for me where battles were like yeah. 10 episodes long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like 200 minutes worth of this single battle. Yeah, it was a little excessive. Uh, one time I was over at my friend Chris's house. Shout out to Chris. Shh. And um, he's a Naruto fan. We watched one of the movies. Okay. Which was literally just some battle on an island yeah. for like an hour and 45 minutes. And I felt completely unmoved by it in any way. I was like, this was uh, a movie. I watched yeah. it. I processed like, it. And my brain was like, you're going to forget this That's tomorrow. how it feels like, I'm going to do the secret move. Well, I calculated your secret move. Yeah. And I planned this secret move yeah. to counteract your secret move. And it's like, what is this, chess? And Am it's like, well, here? I anticipated that you were going to see my secret move and do this secret move. You're giving me flashbacks. And it's like. this the, feature film that people Naruto paid money to see in theaters or somewhere like, in Japan. Did you ever watch, this was like my favorite anime, Soul Eater? I don't know how much of a weeb no, you but, are. No, I'm not, really not at all. But like one of my best friends is obsessed with that show. I love Soul Eater. The ending, That's on Netflix, right? I think so, yeah. The ending is the worst ending of anything I've ever seen in my entire life. And the last episode, not even last episode, last like 10 minutes, mm-hmm. is such complete horseshit that I hate. You won't understand until you watch it. Okay. So we're going to lose a few people here, but hold on. (laughs) So basically, like, this guy who's this super ultra bad guy, he's killed a ton of people, he's super duper bad, no one's going to be able to stop him anymore, he's so bad. And this girl, the main girl, and her weapon are, like, the only people that can kill him, or he's just going to kill the entire planet. Uh So she's like, oh, I you know bring out sink our souls and this ultra powerful hit when he's already damaged is gonna kill him Mm -hmm. nope he's like nah like you kind of scratched me a little bit but you're just like annoying me and then she's like but through the power of friendship i will defeat you and he's like no and he dies 
corny. Yeah, it was mm. like friendship and love is what kills him in the end. Kind of a cop out. Yeah, fuck friendship. You know, just kill him with the, kill him with your abilities. Okay, why do you need friendship when you have guns? Right. I think it's a good message to send kids. Who needs friendship? But it's a good show. It's just you'll get it if you watch it. You're like, I hate friendship. Have you seen Bleach? You ask me this, I feel like every time we hang out, yeah, I have seen Bleach. This is me trying to relate to like, somebody <laughs> who likes anime. Have you seen this one thing I've seen? Ooh. I watched the first season of Bleach, not even the whole thing. Oh, really? And um, I liked that a lot. Not enough to keep on watching it, but I liked it a lot. Right. I like that one a lot. I've been watching um, My Hero Academia. You mentioned you like, mentioned this in another podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's like the big one in the weeb land right now. It's, mm-hmm. it's really good. It's like Naruto, basically. You said it was like X-Men last time. Well, yeah. It's like X-Men because they have like Get your mutations. story straight, Keely. What is it like and what isn't it like? <laughs> it's like if X-Men and Naruto had a baby. Oh, my God. I'm trying to figure out like... How to get off the topic of anime. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot. It's, anime is never ending. Because there's so much anime. It there just is. Okay, in. no. If there's, Speaking of anime. If there's any anime you should watch, it's yeah. called Ghost Stories. Have you ever heard mm, of it? I have heard of this. Have you? Yes. Okay, I, I couldn't I know, tell if you're I, serious. I don't know anything about it, but like I've heard of it. So it's basically like an anime they made all about like ghost stories and stuff in Japan. But the English dub had like no budget whatsoever and nobody really cared about it yeah so they said pretty much anything they wanted because it wasn't translated for them so, so what, what what you're what you're hearing in the english dubbed version may not be the actual thing <laughs> is that what it is you will get that very quickly here we go it's like you get the gist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you might like it because you like spooky things. Yeah. How do you, okay, how do you feel about Dark Tourist? Ooh, I, I really liked it. I watched like, I'm halfway into the American episode. Okay, I haven't started that one yet. Ooh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's really interesting. Ooh. So there's a show on Netflix called Dark Tourist. Yeah, Dark Tourist. And it follows this like New Zealand journalist as he, there's a thing called dark tourism, I guess, where people, when they travel, they see sites that are specifically sort of strange historically yeah. and maybe creepy and kind of out of norm. Yeah, there, there are things that like typical people wouldn't go see. Yeah. So like in Japan, they would go visit Fukushima, you know. Heavily um, radiated after Heavily the radiated earthquake. and had like hit by a tsunami yeah. and an earthquake. The first one was Pablo Escobar. Like yeah. there's a whole like tourism industry in Brazil. Yeah, probably. I think that's where he's from. Or Colombia. 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 Okay, yeah. yeah, Colombia. So in Colombia they go and they go they go on tours through like a Pablo Escobar themed safari essentially. Not right. safari, but yeah. Yeah, like a tour. A, a tour. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and so in the um American one Episode three is about the United States. What they start off with is tourism around serial killers. Like, mm, okay. Um, not Ted Bundy, but um, the uh, one that ate people. De- Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay, Jeffrey Dahmer, yeah. I did a presentation on Charles Manson. Well, yeah. The thing about Charles Manson is he never actually killed yeah. anybody. Oh, you're telling me. Yeah, I did I'm the, sure you know. I did the presentation <laughs> yeah. on him. Yeah, he didn't actually kill anybody. He just had a family of psychos and yeah. they killed people. Like Families. pregnant women and children and all that. Yeah, Sharon Tate. Yeah. That was the um, that was the wife of 
director Roman Polanski. Are you familiar with Roman Polanski? No. So he's like a very <laughs> prolific American director. Well, he's not from America. He actually he was actually in the Holocaust as a child. I'm not sure where he's from. Somewhere in the Eastern European area. Mm-hmm. So he came to America and made some incredible films in the 60s and 70s uh, until like he uh, raped a 13-year-old. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And then he was like, you know what? I'm going to leave the country and not come back. Ooh. And so ever since then, he's still been directing movies and winning Oscars. Oh, really? Yeah, it's such a double standard with the Academy where it's like Roman Polanski won the best, either for best picture or best director Oscar, like not too long ago, like in 2002 or something. Oh. He got a standing ovation. He was he couldn't even come here because if he came here, he'd be arrested. <laughs> oh, prison. wow. Yeah, so some double standards there. But yeah, so that's, we got a little off track with that's serial okay. killers. I was going to say, now that we're like on spooky stuff, we're going to do some spook squad. Oh, yeah. Okay. I got a spook squad this week for you guys. And it's not super spooky. It's more eerie. I like eerie. Here we go. Uh, Oh, 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 a spook squad. Okay. So I would like to talk about out of body experiences, which is sort of like a, would you call it like a medical anomaly? Not really, because it's not not really really proven by medicine. So out of an out of body experience, um, which I love that it's abbreviated as O O B E, oob. Oob. So the thing about oobs is that <laughs> um, one in ten people will experience one or more oob in their lifetime, one or more out of body experiences. Neuroscientists and psychologists regard oobs as disassociative experiences arising from different medical factors. So like they don't really know what caused them or if they're real at all. If there's any validity to them. So people typically experience them when they're on the verge of sleep. Normally when you're not sleeping well, like if you're like really sick or if you're in a noisy environment or if you're like suffering from exhaustion, it's pretty much from what I gathered a form of hallucination. Yeah. They're tied to it in some way. That's basically like I did a paper on near death experiences and one of the main ones is the out of body experiences. I wrote this like three years ago, so I might be a little fuzzy on the details, but basically it was always when they're slipping out of consciousness or mm-hmm. um, they found religion plays a large part yeah, in it as well. Too, yeah. Religious people tend to attribute this thing that happened to like a higher power. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times people will either literally see their body almost mm-hmm. die and as on top of that see like angels around them or they'll be talking to God. I know um, comedian Gary Shandling, I watched this documentary about his life and one of the, he had an out-of-body experience when he was early 20s before he really broke into the comedy scene. He was in a car crash crash and he had an out-of-body experience where he saw his body and he heard god say like do you want to continue living as gary shandling and he said yes and then he woke up in a hospital yeah. it's like people see that in moments of you know life threatening right instances l ron hubbard had one as well i don't oh, know if good. i told you about this but he no. was at the dentist oh, um, if you don't know l ron hubbard is the uh, founder of scientology yeah he's the papa bear yeah so he's basically uh, a very good con man. Yeah, he's dead now. He's he's he dead now, rest his soul. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he he is a very strange. Um, yeah, I would argue insane person. But he was at the dentist one time, and he was having like a wisdom tooth taken out or like a root canal or something. Right. And he was put to sleep. Well, he was convinced that he had died while he was under, and the dentist like was lying to him that he didn't die. But he had this vision <laughs> yeah. that when he died, he saw this guardian angel. 
and she was like this beautiful red-haired angel and she was like telling him all this stuff about how great he is and whatever and he needs to keep on going and she's gonna protect him and ever since then he's had like this guardian angel that he can see yeah she's like real and he can communicate with her Dude's crazy. It's yeah. pretty much just like delusions of a narcissist. A beautiful angel comes to you and says, you're important. You're the greatest. Keep on doing what you're doing. He's mm-hmm. like, ah, I am. So unfortunately, in his case, <laughs> an out-of-body experience made him think he was some glorious leader. Mm-hmm. But um, in general, out-of-body experiences can be induced by like hallucinogens, like LSD, DMT, ketamine. The marijuana. Psilocybin mushrooms are a big one. Ooh. Also, so I had a, a, a story with this. I remember my, my mom worked in a hospital. She worked in an ER for like 20 years, I want to say. And she said that there was in this operating room, what they had done to test some out-of-body experience stuff. What they did was on top of one of the monitors, mm-hmm. they put like a word or a phrase. Right, right. And and they told the patient like, hey, if what you, is it? What yeah. is it? What is it? And she said that in one of the cases, the patient knew what the phrase was. So I don't know how much of that was hearsay, but like, that's spooky. But also, (laughs) on a similar, not quite an out-of-body experience, but like a near-death experience, Mm. my mom always told this story about how she had the day off work, but her friend was also an ER nurse, and her friend called her and said that there was a really traumatic experience where this guy, they had lost a guy, he flatlined. Oh. And they resuscitated him, and when he came back, he was screaming, don't let me go back there, don't let me go back there, please don't let me go back there, and then he died again. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, like, sleep paralysis, it's usually something kind of scary. So I wonder if it's, like, out-of-body experiences, like, when you hallucinate like that, if it's just, like, a sleep paralysis type thing. Well, in the same way, like, how when you have an oob, you see religious figures or something. Right. Same could go for, like, anti-religious figures. Like, if he thought he was in hell because he was having some weird dissociative episode. Mm. And so he came back convinced that was real. I mean, you know, there's always explanations for things. On a a similar note to that, I found out just sort of by chance, I found this thing called the God Helmet. Okay. An inventor, Stanley Corrin, it was originally called the Corrin Helmet. Oh, right, the Corrin Helmet. Yeah, someone's like, that sounds too much like corn, so we're not going to do that. (laughs) And so he had built it with this um, neuroscientist named Michael Persinger. Uh, It's an apparatus that they use to study creativity, religious experiences, and in general effects on like the temporal lobe. Okay. Which you're a science person. What is that all about? The temporal lobe. She's Googling it. Uh, I am Googling it because I don't want to give false information. I'm all about giving false information. All right. Yes. It's one of the major lobes of the brain. Processing sensory input for visual memory, language comprehension, and emotion association. So when you wore this helmet, and I'll show you a picture of it in a second, it's nothing like you imagine. Yeah, because like your temporal lobe is like... So the helmet generates a weak magnetic fields that are roughly as strong as one generated by a telephone or hairdryer. Here's some experiences that people experience when they experience the experience. (laughs) (laughs) People felt, in general, just a presence in the room with them when this came on, like a hallucination of some religious people said it was angels, some people said it was dead relatives they could feel in the room with them and some people just said like nondescript something was in the room with them they felt something in the room Mm -hmm. oh do you know who richard dawkins is no he's like a famous like atheist sort of debater dude i I think he's a scientist too but whatever so he tested it out oh he tried this out and what he said was quote it pretty much felt as though i was in total darkness with a helmet on my head and pleasantly relaxed 
And so um, Persinger, the neuroscientist that helps, before each test, they would test the subject on like their temporal lobe sensitivity. And Dawkins had tested super low. So he said, he claimed like, oh, it's because he didn't, right, his temporal right, lobe yeah. wasn't good. But it sounds like his he's just saving. His temporal lobe. Yeah. His tempura. And um, <laughs> a psychologist Susan Blackmore said of the God Helmet, quote, mm-hmm. When I went to Persinger's lab and underwent his procedure, I had the most extraordinary experience I have ever had. I'll be surprised if it turns out to be a placebo effect. Probably is. Probably is. Also, she wasn't just a psychologist. She was also a parapsychologist Mm. at one point. I left that out because it makes it sound like bullshit. (laughs) In general, most of this is bullshit. Honestly, I would say about 50% of Spook Squad material is complete bullshit. (laughs) But it's spooky. But it's spooky. That's the point. I want to try on this helmet. I mean, some people, when they put them on, a lot of people experience tubes. Right. But is it it because they're connecting to another dimension or because their brain is wonky? because their brain is getting magnetic field. I know in, I used to watch that show Ghost hunters all the time yeah, me and, too. and one of the things that they would say when they were debunking places they said in old houses faulty wiring can make you hallucinate feel sick feel different emotions and to me if you're just throwing a bunch of magnetic fields into somebody's head right. they're probably going to hallucinate something right or they're probably going to feel something yeah weird. feel tingly it's like well yeah you're shooting people full of right. magnets all the magnets yeah. in my brains can you have my phone real quick no so before Jeremy gets a hold of his phone and the awful soundboard, I'm going to give you some science stuff. Science corner, everybody. Science corner. Woo! Science is cool, and today we are cool. Ooh, that was a good one. Ooh, thank you. So it's dinosaurs. <gasps> Ooh, paleontologists have identified the world's biggest known dinosaur foot. Okay. Yeah. Just the foot, though. Just the foot. Yeah. A newly described fossil measuring nearly a meter wide may oh. have belonged to a brachiosaur. Is that an already discovered dinosaur? Um, he's the Bigfoot of them. Bigfoot, the monkey man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so they found the Bigfoot. Is the, what you're the, they found the Bigfoot. Boom. It's the largest dinosaur foot fossil yet found. That's pretty crazy. Woo. So that's the width. What about the length? That's what I want to know. All right. doesn't matter how big it is. just matters yeah. how you use it. It's all about length, ladies. Oh, yeah. Let's they, not kid ourselves. They we all want length. found it in Wyoming. What a boring place to find Ooh. such an awesome thing. The skeleton is yet to be identified, but the size and shape of the foot bones indicate that it once belonged to a bronchiosaur. So they're saying that we, we know about bronchiosaurs. Mm-hmm. But this is the biggest one we've found so far. Right. And they're like, this is a big ass bronchiosaur. This is a big boy. Oh, yeah. So this guy, David Burnham, a paleontologist at the University of Kansas Biodiversity Institute and Natural History History Museum, said, quote, these things were just huge. Damn. Way to go. What was his name? (laughs) David Burnham. Way to go, David. I couldn't have put it any better myself. Right. I would not have understood it if you said it any other way. I like to imagine a a journalist came up to him and said, Dr. Burnham, what do you have to say about your incredible discovery? Those things were just huge. Those things were just huge. Wow. We we covered a lot of bullshit today. We did. Oh, uh, speaking of magnets, going back to Shark Week real quick. Oh my God. Have you ever heard of the Ampulae of Lorenzini? Are you kidding? 
I wrote an entire paper on the Manculi of Manzini. The school of Fettuccini. So let me say it one more time. So it's it's the Ampuli of Lorenzini. That's what I said. It sounds like an Italian mystery. The Ampuli of Lorenzini are special sensory organs called electroreceptors, forming a network of jelly-filled pores. Okay, I know this. Yeah, no, you don't. I'm telling you for the first time. Um, this is kind of act amazed. Oh, they, yeah, they detect oh. electrical fields given off by all living things. This is how the shark knows where the food is. This is even thought to track the Earth's magnetic field, helping oh. sharks navigate long distances. Wow. And when you look at it, it's like the, there's like freckles in the bottom of like a shark's face. Mm-hmm. You know, sharks have those like ridiculous overbites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like weird patterns you'll see, and those are, they look like clogged pores essentially. And it's just like a mapping of these receptors, and that's how they just sense stuff. Right, they just need a pore mask. Yeah, they, they really need a nice, like a face scrub. Come here, shark, I will scrub. So, mm-hmm. we are recording this, and oh, next yeah. week I will be in Thailand volunteering. It is not a mission trip. Do not ask me if it's a mission trip. It is She's not. going to convert a bunch of Asian kids to follow Jesus. Is there anything wrong with that? I don't think so. Uh, if you play a soundboard thing, I will don't, 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 do not tell me what to do. <laughs> but yeah, so tell us about it. So I, I want to know, as if I don't already know, why are you doing this? Because I want to, and I want to help people, and I want adventure. So, mm-hmm. Pardon that half burp. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to undermine what you just said. That's that's a beautiful sentiment. Thank you. So most people would go on a vacation. I know this isn't necessarily a vacation, but kind of it kind of is, right? No, I'm seeing it as an opportunity to help people and to see another type of culture. Because where I'm going is really remote villages. Like I'm not going to the heart of Thailand or anything. Like I'm going to the outskirts. Do you know? So it's gonna be completely specifically different. Specifically, where you're going? In yeah, Chiang Mai. I'm probably pronouncing that horribly wrong. It's like villages around there. Okay. For and your um, own safety, we won't release that to the public. Yeah, yeah I'm going to The Bangkok. paparazzi will find you there. The, the Bangkok. Kayla's going to go bang some cock in Thailand. Are you doing this through an organization? Yeah. What is it? Give. That's a very bold name. Yeah, it's just called Give. So what, what does Give do? What's it, your mission statement? Uh, it gives to people who want Gives. And then you get got. And then the people get got, yeah. So that's what <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do. But it's going to be um, it's gonna be a lot of fun, though, because we're going to make our own bamboo raft, wow. and then we're going to raft it. That's crazy. That's going to be fun. mildly dangerous. Probably will be. I would say rather dangerous. Yeah, it's, you know, my hips are fixed now. That's true. She just got out of hip surgery. And now yeah. She to, <laughs> yeah. To a remote village to build things. Right. And then uh, we get to meet some elephants. There's like an elephant whisperer we'll meet. And so we get to pat some elephants on the little trunk. On a little snoot. On a little on the snoot. Big, on the big snoot. On the big snoot. So you're going with your sister, right? Yeah. Now, how does she feel about this? Who Whose idea was this? It was her idea. Oh, really? Yeah. And she was like, ah, uh, you seem like the best person for this. Do you want to go? And I was like, yeah, why not? It sounds like a very selfless thing to do. Not Thank to get you. too brown nosy. So, so courageous. I'm so great. Oh my goodness. So Woman of the century. Yeah. Because you're going to be there for what, two weeks? Yeah, two weeks. That's a long time. It's a long time. It'll probably change you. Yeah, in some, for sure. In some way. It's a lot of like helping with infrastructure, access to clean water. Are you going to get cell reception? No. I'm not going to be able to talk to anybody for two oh my weeks God. straight. Yeah. That's so that's very liberating too though. Yeah, so it's like I don't know. It'll be nice to just kinda like be somewhere completely new, you know, meet new people, see other ways to live in. Very eye opening. Yeah, for sure. So I'll buy you a souvenir. Yeah, I'm sure it'll just be like a bone you find. It probably will be, yeah. It's the skull of a child. I'll give you a rock. 
I know you don't need my approval, but I'm very proud of you for doing this. Thank you so it's much. It's very cool. So, I don't know. Podcast will maybe be late. I have no idea. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Well, we do bi-weekly, so. Yeah, bi-weekly. So, this will be up next week, and then we'll have two weeks after that. So, this is this could be the last time we hear you alive. Yes. If this is the last thing I will say to you alive. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. This is a lot of pressure. What's, 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 last, what's the last words? Sasuke! <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, Sasuke! Wow. Thank you, everybody. Love, hugs, and kisses. Wish Kaylee well in Thailand. This has been According to an Idiot. I'm Jeremy Howell. And I am Kaylee. Subscribe to all our stuff, and it will make me happy. Yep, we're on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Twitter, YouTube. Instagram. Yeah, you're probably already listening to us on one of those platforms. Not Instagram, because that wouldn't make any sense. So yeah, check us out and keep us in your hearts and minds. Drink plenty of water and get a lot of sleep. Go on that adventure. Go to Thailand. Go to Thailand.